0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the stone.
1: <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother! Welcome, friends, to episode one eight one of Color of Magic, your Magic Gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers. And as always, I'm your host, Daquan Watson. Along with my main man, Brian Allen. How's it going? Oh, pretty good.
0: No major complaints. And hey, baseball season kicks off. Uh, well, for uh, tomorrow, for
1: us, it'll already be going by the time you'll hear this. That is true. If you're a baseball fan, now is the the part of the season where everybody has hope of getting a championship. Right. That hope will be dead within a month for probably a third of you.
0: (laughs) But In theory, my team, the Cubs, are supposed to be good this year for, you know, whatever that's worth.
1: (laughs) Dude, Random, I don't know. I did not know you were a Cubs fan. (laughs) I don't know how I didn't know that, but I did not know that. I learned something today. There you go. There you go. Already learning things. Yep. Uh, Before we get into everything, as always, I want to tell you about our Sponsor, Cardsphere. Go check them out. They are a great place to buy, sell, trade magic cards. And you can do it at the price you want. You can literally name your price to buy or sell. It's actually pretty cool. Matter of fact, I just stuck a bunch of envelopes in the mail myself. I think it was about another 30 yesterday. So lots of stuff going out to people. But you should check them out. They're big supporters of ours, and they're good people. So go check them out over at Cardsphere.com. And if you want to support the show directly, you can go over to patreon.com slash color of magic because you can get a shout out just like Brishan Miller. So thank you so much for being a supporter of the show. And if you want to get some merchandise and just have some cool stuff to rep us out and about, which is always great when we get to see that out in public, you can go over to color of slash shop. But, man, this is going to be a rough episode. So uh, y'all are going to need to ride in because, man, we have a lot of things to talk about. But for starters, this whole TikTok hearing thing. And we'll get into the fallout from this later in the show. But th- this hearing really bothered me. And it, it felt a lot like when they had uh, Facebook dude. You know, uh, he, he was on there. And like our politicians screwed up so bad. That they made us feel bad for a billionaire. And I felt like, now admittedly, I don't think Chu was a billionaire, you know, the CEO of TikTok, but you at least made us feel bad for a multimillionaire. <laughs> they had this dude for five hours, which I think they only gave him like three short breaks in a five-hour window under this absurd line of questioning. And it proved, again, that we have people making laws that have no idea what technology is. Like, they didn't know the difference between TikTok and Byte Dance and Tencent and the Chinese Communist Party. And, what, like, they literally were just, like, it was like if you were just reading people posting stuff on social media and it was just a bunch of, like, hot-button catchphrases or whatever. And they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. And what's worse is there were points where they questioned them. And then at the end of questioning, and they had their wrap-up or whatever, they were had a couple of lines they were throwing in there. They you could tell they just ignored what he was being questioned on for the last 10 minutes. So it was like, what was even the point? Like, and don't get me wrong, like, nobody wants our information, especially as creators, as businesses, whatever, going to a foreign government, right? Nobody wants that. So we're not saying they should get like carte blanche or do whatever, but when you keep referring to the person sitting in front of you as being Chinese, and they tell you multiple times they're Singaporean, how can anybody take you serious? Like, seriously. And then on top of that, he had already laid out a whole plan, which one they're already working on. But basically saying, okay, anything before this point that has questionable data, we're just having that destroyed. Which, by the way, by Oracle, in the city of Austin, Texas, at an American company. But having it dealt with, and then all the future data and information will be kept on servers there that can always be audited, they said, that will get regular checks. And they're even going to go the extra mile and share their algorithm with Oracle so they could verify that nothing untoward is being done with it. Those steps would be light years more than every other social media platform is doing. And they were still like... Well, we don't know. China could get this information. And like, bro, he's literally told you where it's going to be, who could see it, who's in control of it. And it's all on American soil controlled by Americans. And literally didn't even matter. It's like it went in one year and out the other. I'm like, why are we even like I know why we're bothering with these because it's 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 all for show to try to look like you did something that you were right. But it also makes our government and us look real bad. Whenever you put go through the effort of having people stop everything they're doing, come to sit in front of you for five hours, which means he was probably there realistically for like eight hours because you got to get there early, hang out late, you're answering questions, blah, blah, whatever, right? So somebody takes a full day with their legal team, likely with them, for you to not even listen to a word they're saying. And honestly, I'm going to admit, I did a lot of research myself because I wasn't sure, you know, you hear this stuff about China, being able to get information from TikTok. Or whatever. And I know how the Chinese Communist Party works. So, I mean, <laughs> like, it wouldn't have been that much of a surprise. But then reading up on it, I'm like, okay, they're taking reasonable steps. This seems cool. And then you're listening to the guys say all the things they have that you can verify. And I'm like, okay, well, that seems good. And then the end result is like, nah, but whatever. We still want to go after you. Like, like what? But yet we didn't go after Instagram Facebook, same company, right? We didn't we didn't go after YouTube and Google. We didn't go after anybody with all these other things. And they're doing the same thing. Hell, there's debates that everybody was doing stuff worse during the election cycle. And let's be real. If this was about doing something about internet safety, which I think we all need on some level, especially right now with people finding ways to social engineer and AI and whatever, there are actual blueprints for this because other country, other major countries use this. So we could just copy one of their things. But we're choosing not to, right? If this was about internet safety and what social media companies are able to do, we would lay down some rules for all social media companies. But we're choosing not to. And then the end result, which we'll talk about later in the show, is an absurd bill, which we need time just to rant on that all by itself. So like yeah, I, like these types of hearings are becoming just a mess. And this is why we need some younger people. And I'm not saying they need to be super young, but we we need some 30-somethings, 40-somethings, more of them in office as opposed to be people being 60 or hell 70 and 80 year olds that are holding a lot of these seats because they don't even know how technology works. And I'm not saying that to be insulting because one day I'm gonna be that 60, right. 70, 80 year old person who can't program Whatever. It used to be VCRs. Who knows? And hopefully
0: you won't be in Congress at that point.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Right. And like you couldn't even ask one of your interns. You don't have like a secretary or an assistant or anybody that you could just ask and be like, hey, give me the cliff notes on something. So I don't sound stupid when I'm talking on national TV to a CEO of a major billion dollar company.
0: And of course, like you said, that's even if they want the information. Like, if you're just out there to score political points, you probably because so, we know for a fact, it, it's been reported on, that there are many cases where like Fox News, for example, knows exactly what's happening, but they know what their viewers want to hear and willfully dis- discard the facts in, ca- in, in regards to pushing a the narrative. They testified in court that they knew the election wasn't stolen, but again, they they want to hurt their ratings. So. Yeah. Some of these people are trying not to hurt their chances of getting reelected. They know what people want to hear. And they want to hear like China bad, TikTok bad, America good.
1: Yeah, that's that's rough. And I think the the disheartening thing is it just means that even when there are real problems, we're proving again we don't have people in office to deal with it. So if we do have more security issues, internet issues, issues with celebrities misleading people, whatever. We, we don't have people capable of handling that, but we'll talk about that later in the show because there are multiple things that came up this week that need to be addressed. But anyway, I'm going to let you have some time.
0: As we talked about it, this seems like we hear some form of this every year. So I'm not sure this year whether it was worse or whether it was just where there was more reporting and we heard more about it. But the game developer conference apparently was just a a disaster. There are multiple cases of sexual assault, attempted sexual assault, people having their drink spiked so far, at least at the Four women and two men reported having their drinks spiked across the three nights of the three nights of the show, and uh, thankfully, you know, everybody was able to get back to their home or to their hotel room safely. At least a couple of people are going to file reports with the San Francisco police, but this is this is ridiculous. I see so many, and th- that just kind of opened, uh, just it's opened the dialogue of so many people saying. Every year, there are stories like this. So many women especially said that, you know, they don't even go to the event anymore because, you know, even though obviously you would want to be able to network, you want to be able to go out there and talk about your work and meet other people and, and, and engage, in you know, legitimate networking and career advancement. But so many women feel it's not even safe to attempt to do that in an environment like this. And, you know, who could blame them at this point? not just women two men apparently had something put in their drink this year it's just it's it's just the whole thing has become a nightmare and this is supposed to be supposed to be one of the big game industry events where we're supposed to be able to celebrate video games and the people that make video games and again you know network and kind of just you know, hopefully make connections and and we got nonsense like this happening just pretty much every year.
1: You know, I I have to ask you, dude, like, is it just me or is it like we hear more things out of GDC than pretty much any other industry conventions? It it certainly seems that way. Because I feel like literally every year there's something and we're just like, that's now happening or this is a thing or like they still didn't take care of this or like this company did this really dumb, crooked thing or like, like you're saying, these people got sexual assaulted or whatever, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this stuff doesn't happen at other conventions. Like, we know stuff happens. But it just feels like it's you know, this so one really consistent. Does seem
0: like this one. it's completely out of hand, and it seems like nothing is being done. People aren't... <laughs> whatever, whatever message needs to be sent, a clear people aren't getting it. Because every year, something like this, there are
1: multiple things like this. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, it's one thing when we hear, like, Hey, this thing happened at, say, I don't know, Gen Con or something, right? And, you know, and it's like all based around one person, whatever. But then, like with GDC, it always feels like these handfuls of things happen. Yeah. You know, it's rarely just one thing. It's like, that's tough, man. And I I don't know what the solution is at this point.
0: I mean, it feels I, like I wonder how long they're going to keep having the event, because this is, you know, this is for you know, I just do a Google search on GDC and they're not talking about games are coming up. This is exactly. this is what's uh, popping up everywhere. I don't know how long they can, you know, E3 is is in danger and not had anymore just because, you know, there isn't enough interest in it necessarily. And yet this conference continues to happen every year with multiple allegations of assault, harassment. So I I don't know how long any conference can continue this.
1: Yeah. And at some point you're just going to have to figure out something else to do. And because what's going to happen is you're going to get people who don't even want to be associated with the event. Yeah. You know, and once you get to that level, it's going to be hard to recover, especially if you have a couple of big companies start pulling out, you know, you get your, your Sony's and your bungees and whatever. And all these big companies start going like, I don't know. Like yeah. y'all are not doing stuff to fix these problems. You know, we have messaging and missions that say, you know, we're against all these things. We can't be supporting the convention. That's when you're gonna start having problems. And so, it feels like we we gotta be close to that. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's tough though. That's tough. Hopefully they get all that resolved and find at least a couple of the people that were responsible for the crap. Because yeah, they're, they're like checking cameras
0: and everything. So
1: Well alright. Hopefully. Let's talk about something a little bit more positive before we get into the mess. So, why don't we tell people what we learned this week? Because I think we have some kind of interesting stuff to talk about.
0: All right. MLB, the show 23 has launched. And one of the new things this year is a uh, storyline mode. Kind of if you've, ever, if you've ever seen the Jordan challenges in NBA 2K, it's kind of like that. And uh, this year, at least the first part, I think there's going to be more storylines as the year goes on. But the first part of this. Is actually going to tackle uh, the Negro Leagues, and you'll hear about. I mean, this, there are just so many stars that you were never able to hear about because they didn't get to play Major League Baseball, and, and so many cases of people where they they, they even mentioned the story. On you know, Jackie Robinson wasn't necessarily the best player in the in the Negro Leagues. He was the one they felt would be you know. The most uh, the most suited to cross over and play and play in professional baseball because he uh you know he was in the military so they figured that okay it's somebody you he's basically you know a war hero you can't you, you can't disparage that he was married that was important to them because okay he's obviously got a stable home life so we won't be hearing about any you know any crazy stories there like he even though know, he was a great player there were multiple reasons that because you know. If the first black person had problems or caused problems, <laughs> there wouldn't have been a second black person for another God, 30 or 40 years, probably. One of the guys, actually, uh, Martin Martin Digo, apparently he almost broke the video game because he could actually play at all nine positions at an all-star level. And even on the little cards they give you when you unlock players for the, with basically their version of Ultimate Team, Diamond Dynasty, it'll say, you know, like, okay, this guy is a left fielder and maybe his secondary positions are, you know, center field and right field. Martin's card, you'll say, like, well, I think I think they gave a pitcher for his main position and then his secondary position is all eight other positions. Takes yeah, up right. half of the space on the card. Again, you have to program somebody being able to be slotted in because nobody else can do that. I yeah. think the, the most I've seen before is maybe there's somebody that's able to play two or three infield positions. Or, like, obviously, Shohei Otani can play, you know, outfield and pitcher. But for one guy to be able to play every position on the field and be able to play, again, they all, there are so many challenges and try to even make that work and those are the kind of players that they had that in most cases you have probably never ever heard about so this is the, I can't recommend this game specifically this mode of the game enough and they said they're going to be more so I'm, I'm excited to see uh, who else is out there and learn about because I'd heard of uh, obviously for Sachel page uh, Jackie Robinson obviously but yeah there were just so many great superstars that just never got the chance to play in the major leagues for basically because
1: of racism there's really no other reason. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this like a year ago, you know, which, by the way, I think last week I said something about three years. We're at three and a half years worth of episodes right now. Um, But I I mentioned this thing. There's a there's a podcast called Black Diamonds for those people who have not listened to it. And it's narrated by the guy who's the president, I believe, of the Negro League Historical Society or whatever it is. And yeah, the he's the narrator for the for the storyline mode, actually. There you go. Yeah. And he's the curator, I believe, for their museum as well, or whatever the, the lead person is for the museum. But yeah, cool stories, great podcast. If you haven't heard it, if you just want to hear some cool stories, some a little heartbreaking, you know, because of yeah. the times or whatever, but some really cool, inspirational stories from people you never knew about, like it's really, really cool uh, to listen to that. But it's called Black Diamonds. You should be able to look it up wherever you look up podcasts. But yeah, that's cool, dude. Uh, mine is kind of interesting because uh, you probably, if you've been on the internet, uh, on YouTube, you're kind of hard to not see Linus Tech Tips if you're a nerd. Because I believe Linus has been doing this for 12 years now or something. It's been around a long time. And he lost his YouTube channel. And it was taken over. And I believe, you know, he did a whole thing detailing it. But I believe he got a call at like 3, 4 in the morning from one of his people or somebody had sent him a message and then, you know, they find out that their videos are being deleted. People are live streaming like some crypto scam stuff, you know, to get people to go click on a thing. And they to YouTube's credit. They did get on it. They were on top of it. They were helping them out. They had it pretty much resolved overnight, whatever. So that's cool. But people are wondering like, how does this happen? Right. Somebody like, Linus and his team, they obviously have two-factor authentication. They've got all the different security things in place. But one of the things, and this is something I'd warn people about because I didn't know what the, I guess, what the scam was. But there have been a couple of things recently where they've been trying to reach out to creators. They being the scammers, reaching out to creators and sending you things where you download a file. Like, even one... That's, and I got one that's designed to look like it came from YouTube and that you got a copyright claim, right? But you have to go to a link and download a file, or depending, there's two things. One will take you to a link, one will actually download a file to your machine and a zip file. But if you open that zip file, probably gonna have a lot of problems in your machine. And one of the big issues, which is how they got Linus, which people don't know about this, is that it actually isn't about stealing your information as much as getting to use your information. Because you have these things that are basically what they call session keys in your browser. And these are good because they exist, so you don't have to log into every site every single time you go in, and you know it tracks what stuff you've already viewed, all that stuff. But the problem is with these programs or files, they are replicating your session keys. So now they can go to your YouTube and not have to log in because they can make it look as though you're already logged in on their browser. So now they get access to all your stuff. And then it becomes really bad. So if there's a warning to anyone, whether you're a viewer or a creator or whatever, do not download files. You don't know what they are. And understand that any major company is not going to send you files just to download at a whim on the first communication or whatever. And I believe the one line I said they got was from a potential sponsor, or they thought it was from a potential sponsor. And it's another thing to download. Like, I always ask questions, you go to their official website, do whatever, then if you have the communications that make sense and it's official, then go ahead and say, okay, I'll now download it. But yeah, downloading anything co- Matter of fact, even when I got those fake ones about the copyright claim, I realized like I wanted to see just what it was. And I downloaded the zip file, didn't unzip it. I was just kind of curious what it is they were aiming for, but I couldn't figure out what the scam was by me having that other than just letting them access my machine. But that session token thing, that's way, way more creative and heinous than I even thought they would have been doing. So just a little word to the wise out there, watch yourself because uh, scams are getting creative. (laughs) They're, they're not the way you think because think about it, right? Like, They know you've got two-factor authentication. They know, hell, or Titan keys and all this other stuff. Like, they know all that. So they found another way through social engineering, effectively, getting you comfortable, knowing how to reach out to you. You're like, oh, obviously, this is a thing. I'll just download this file, find out what the problem is, you know, whatever. And then you don't see anything, and now it's already too late. You know, by the time you realize it, now you've got to go. You've got to log out of everything. And you can block it by just going through and mass logging out of everything resetting stuff even going back to like a previous couple days version of windows or whatever probably helps but if you don't know to do that it's a real problem but yeah let's get into the topics because like i said we do have quite a few things that are kind of tough this week so for the fans of the pokemon trading card game there was some very i don't know how the best way to describe it it was a controversial dq to say the least, and this this is a t- we have. To, this is bad because we have to be very careful how we talk about this, because we don't want to alienate anybody. We don't want to come out as though we're attacking anyone. That we don't want anyone to feel safe, right? We are acknowledging before we even get into this topic that there are marginalized folks that already deal with a lot of stuff, and we don't want anybody to have to sit through an event or be part of an event in which they genuinely do not feel safe. So I want that to be clear while we're talking about this, because this is a very, very weird situation, how it went down. And we're talking about effectively somebody's feelings being hurt, though not necessarily being threatened, that led to somebody being DQ'd. And the situation, which you can read some different, perspectives and the guy gives a pretty detailed version of the timeline that i would find it very hard to believe that this is not accurate especially when you see the other things you can read around it they all line up but this person who as far as i could tell i think i found that he was a very young kid maybe just turning 17 18 something like that real young first time in the top eight of a major event First time under the lights, under the cameras, all that. So he already has nerves, right? One, being a socially awkward gamer nerd, being a young kid, first time under high pressure, right? So establishing that, you're already going to be a little bit nervous and rattled. Seen it before, we're going to see it again. When he goes up to get on stage, he is stopped by one of the judge or staffers. Sounds like he's somewhere in between, but either way, an official. And asked what his pronouns are, which isn't a big deal, right? Him and his opponent, they say he, him. That's what they go by. He, But the way he describes it is he got a little nervous overthinking it. So he was thinking about a third pronoun. You know, and because, you know, some people say he, him, his or whatever, right? Or them, they, whatever, right? And he just couldn't think of anything. So he was a little nervous and he's like, yeah, just he, him. You know, and he kind of giggles a little bit and that's it. And the exchange he says, the guy looks and says, "Well, I use they them, so it's cool, but don't be a jerk about it." And he says he didn't really understand like why he even said that, but he was like, "Okay, well, cool. Like I don't have an issue with anybody's pronouns, right? That's weird. And he even said he only even thought about it because he played a previous event where he was at least on stream, you know, a stream match. And because the commentators didn't know his pronouns, they just used they, them. And he had a bunch of friends that mentioned it because, you know, just questions and they didn't know if he had changed his pronouns or whatever. They thought it was kind of funny, whatever. So he was like, cool, just trying to make sure it was clear, went to go play. They get through a whole game. And then while they're between games, Judge comes over, ask him some questions. Somebody gets into his earpiece, asks him a couple questions. They go over, talk to his opponent, whatever. And then they tell him he's DQ'd for violating uh, whatever the policy is that they refer to for basically n- not respecting somebody's gender or sexual representation, whatever. Right. That, that, which to be fair, if you truly were sure you deserve to be DQ. would But the guy is literally confused. He says, I don't even understand. Like I've not attacked anybody. I don't care about anybody's pronouns. You do what you want to do. Right. Like, and the only person that anybody can identify in these stories that has a problem was that one official that he spoke to. And now I kind of have a problem because one, anybody who's an official, you gotta have slightly thicker skin than that. Right? Like, I'm not saying you should be up for just being attacked, but like somebody awkwardly giggling or whatever about a thing like that, you you can't you can't let that be the reason somebody gets DQ'd. Right? That that's just That's too far beyond the pale. The other is, if we're going to attack this, or I say attack, if we're going to DQ this guy for being socially awkward, like, you know how many socially awkward nerds I have dealt with over the years? Like, that number has to be in the thousands, literally. Like you, like hell, you know as well as I do, dude. Like gamer nerds, we we've all seen. We have friends that are socially awkward or whatever, yeah. right? Like we know.
0: I think so under, like, the, uh, under the under the right situation, we're probably all at least a little, especially you know, it's your first big tournament. I'm sure that was not even close to the first thing on his mind was how he wanted to be introduced because that's something you think about because you've never been under the cameras before.
1: Exactly, especially if you're not somebody that has to think about their pronouns, right? It's not a thing that's even going to be on top of your mind. We should be better about it. You know, don't get me wrong. But I get why people wouldn't necessarily be thinking about it in those circumstances. So, yeah, like, I'm looking back on this and going, like, that almost feels like we're creating another level of ableism. You know what I mean? Like, well, now you don't get to be awkward when you come and talk to an official. Like, okay, then what? So, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for this dude, man. Like, he, you know, he talks about how he had already had a bunch of social issues, even had suicidal tendencies or whatever. And he was like getting back to right and focusing on the game. And that was his like outlet. And he'd spent all this money and, you know, he was hoping to qualify winning a regional or whatever. And like, it's tough. It's tough because again, I don't want somebody to like, if you said something that truly made something feel uncomfortable, somebody feel uncomfortable. Cool. You should be booted, but there also has to be room for a conversation. Right. We can't just say, like, ah, well, you know, that, that would be like if I'm at an event. I hear somebody make reference to black something. And I'm like, ah, this person, like, I go get a judge and be like, hey, you need to go talk to this guy, whatever. Right. And they just go DQ him. He didn't even get a chance to clarify what he was referencing. Right. I might have just overheard something wrong. So, like, I, I can't. Ah, it's tough, man. Like I said, that's why I had to preface this thing before I started going in on it, because, like. And unfortunately,
0: judges apparently, I guess, aren't allowed to, to give their side of the story. And this is a case where we absolutely need the judges side of the story to be able to make, you know, any kind of sense of this.
1: Yeah, I found that, too. I, I, I feel like I misread that because I, it just feels almost wrong that your judges can't make a public statement involving a ruling that they were part of. You know what I mean? Like, I get it if you like, hey, our judges can't make statements where two different people are involved or whatever, and we can't give details about their situation. But, like, I couldn't imagine being DQ'd from a thing that I've spent literally months preparing for to just, like, have BDQ'd and there be no statement, especially Although, when the I person who is offended uh... is a judge.
0: I, I think that is kinda I guess now to think about. It, I can't remember too many occasions where I've seen in, in any competitive thing where I've seen an official release a statement. They kinda just, you know, let let the call or lack of a call speak for itself. So I guess in that sense they model, you know, other, I
1: other mean, forms of
0: competition. We
1: have done that in the NBA and the NFL when they'd be like, Yeah, our refs got that rule
0: wrong. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> you the league that put out that the but not the official themselves. The sure, official, sure. You've you pretty much never seen a, a referee call a press conference. But but there's got to be something.
1: Like that's hard. Like I I feel is probably one
0: of the, the a case where you definitely where this this rule definitely hurts. But I guess one of those situations where with there, there there might be I don't know two hundred Pokemon tournaments this year, and this might be a one of. More likely, the only time something like this happens. So, yeah, they wouldn't have addressed it in the rules and may not change any rules this time.
1: Yeah, it's tough, man. I am just thinking about being in this guy's shoes because, I mean, hell, we've all been blamed or had something misinterpreted or whatever yeah. that, you know, you'd had no well intent or whatever. And just having zero recourse. And even according to him, he clearly explained everything and nobody disputes that right? That he gave his account of the situation. Everybody agreed with everything he said. And then they still gave him the TQ. And I'm like, wait, so if you think everything he did was cool and you've explained it all and everybody says, yeah, okay, that checks. And then they still come back and TQ you. Like, why did they even bother questioning you? So yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting situation. Um, hopefully they get it resolved. It's the one I'll kind of be Lightly keeping an eye on to kind of see what the resolution is. Hopefully they give him a chance to play another event. Maybe they fly him out to something. Maybe he, he gets to call I see there's apparently the a GoFundMe that I guess is going to help replace his tournament expenses for this last event. Well, that's cool. At least the Pokemon community is coming together for him. Uh, and to be fair, most of the Pokemon community that I've encountered are actually really good people. Like, they're really supportive of, you know, different lifestyles, you know, if you have different genders or whatever, like they're cool with all that. Like I've seen very few people that had issues in that community, which is another reason I was kind of so surprised that they were so quick, you know, to to act on that. Because it's not like a thing that seems pervasive. In Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not like super yeah. entrenched in it. But like from what I've seen, seems fine. So I don't know
0: i'm sure they're having all kinds of discussions behind the scenes i guess on how to handle situations like this in the future yeah you gotta and and they probably won't tell us anything about it but i'm sure it's being that's you know whatever whatever and whenever they have a judge's meeting i'm sure that's uh
1: topic number one yep well topics one through five yeah exactly but all right let's go ahead and talk about this tiktok bill and get that out of the way And I'm calling it the TikTok bill, but I guess it's technically like the TikTok banning bill. Uh, If you need to look it up, it's Bill S, as in Sam 686, is what I have in my notes here. And man, this one, this makes me really uncomfortable. I don't know if you had a chance to look over it, but this this is like, at least in my lifetime, I, I have two incidences that I can relate. The first is when 9 11 happened. And I'm not trying to be sensational, just follow me here. But, like, when 9 11 happened, we used that to get the Patriot Act effectively, which opened up the doors to everything being scrutinized. They can dive into everything. Security basically has no bounds anymore. Like, you remove a lot of privacy, whatever. And then we had an issue with online gambling. Right. And we lost the right to play poker, at least in the United States to play poker on most major websites, because that got attached to a port security bill. And for whatever reason, they decided, cool, this also is a risk. so We want to get rid of that. And now we have this thing with TikTok, which, again, as we established in the opener there, they're like. They were basically saying, hey, we can play by all the rules and we can show you how we're safe. Yet, somebody still wants to take a shot at this. So, there's this whole... Like, y'all need to read through this. And I'm not saying this is just scare tactics, to be sensational, whatever. But if you are a business or a creator or whatever, if you get out of line, you could have everything scrutinized. And if they find anything remote that they think is unsafe, could be you did something wrong with a piece of information or data or whatever, or where huge fines, possible jail time. Like it's crazy. And I don't even know what we're solving with it. Like the possible, the real possibility. And again, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here for a second. (laughs) No boy. But what it feels like is some number of politicians probably have some type of who knows, like some type of people behind them, buying them out for Either the ability to remove competition or the ability to get access to information they would not otherwise have access to. Because like we said, there is no reason for this to even exist. Like we have literal blueprints, like somebody's other countries have already laid out how we can do this. But we've chosen not to do that. The actual CEO of TikTok actually said, hey, we can do all this for information on your soil. So you even have a second plan that we're choosing to say like, nah, we don't want that. But we wanna be able to get access to anybody's information, investigate anything we want, if we find anything we think is remotely problematic, and then hammer those people into oblivion. Possibly bankrupting some folks for what could be a common mistake. Right, this this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I can't imagine anybody who cares anything about freedom security whatever wanting to to vote for this like this is bad like and i and i hate being that over sensational person but this doesn't doesn't sit well for me like i i'm really concerned about it now admittedly it didn't look like a ton of politicians signed off on it but it was a pretty big number it was still like i don't know like 16 people or something So it was it was a pretty big number of backers. But yeah, I if this is the outcome of the hearings, I don't even know why we bothered doing the hearing. Like that, I think that's my issue of like this feels like this was already the plan the whole time. Like the hearing just didn't even matter.
0: Yeah. And if we're perfectly honest about it, isn't that pretty much the case on (laughs) most of these issues? When, when have you ever seen anybody on either side go? Hey, wait! You know what? I changed my mind. I, I'm pro-choice now. You talked me into it. You know, that, that never happens. Yeah, that's true too. Everybody goes in there knowing what side of the fence they are on, and even though, though there's a hearing going on, they're looking, you know, to, to try to. <laughs> refer,
1: they're, they're looking to hear more things that reinforce the view they already have. And let's be honest, right? With social media. You have a lot of people who have been able to make a living that wouldn't otherwise. There there are people that get brand deals and sponsorships, people that have things that have been paid for, people that have paid for the kids to go through school, Help people that can't otherwise get a job because they're homebound or they have some type of handicap or illness or whatever, that they can make money through social media. Like A lot of these people could potentially have their livelihoods put at risk either because they themselves can be brought up on whatever trumped up charges or whatever, or the companies that they are hosting their content on get shut down. In this case, TikTok. So like this has, this isn't even just about the businesses. This is about all of us that view and enjoy all these things, you know, that maybe make a video to inform some people of a thing or whatever. Any of us, could now be at risk because of this, at least the way it read. So, like, I, I am not in favor. I don't know how you feel about it. Maybe I'm over sensationalizing or whatever, but I like even if it's 50 percent of what I think it is, I don't like it. I mean, it kind of feels
0: like the a technological version of the red scare where, hey, we feel like this is communist and you're just not going to convince us otherwise for at least a lot of people.
1: Yeah, maybe that's a good example. I mean, I I could see that. I mean, that's a good interpretation of how things went down. So, yeah, it, it bugs me, man, a lot. I I really read it and felt really uncomfortable reading it like it just and hell, I read a lot of things and a lot of people say a lot of things to me. But that I just went like, yeah, this is this is tough and not even for myself. I, you know, I'm pretty good about my stuff. I've run a business, I know how you have to handle people's information, credit cards, blah blah, all that. Like but I'm thinking about everybody else that uses it every day. Right? And how that could affect people's livelihoods or who knows? Like you know how it is, like once you get suspected of something or charged and all of a sudden everybody views you differently or whatever and like that could be a problem. So like yeah, man, I ugh. ugh. I I I implore everybody go read it. Again, it's Bill S 686 I think everybody at least should know about it in case something like this does get passed or they make changes or you hear discussion about it, you should at least be informed so you know what it is. But all right, let's talk about some stuff on Magic Arena. In case you didn't know, there was, uh, or were, two different bugs, actually. One with the Ninja Kunai, which, when you activated it, gave you... I guess the best way to describe it is pretty much all your permanents got instances of that ability, (laughs) and it went off, which is kind of crazy. And then uh, there was Citizen's Crowbar, that whenever you destroyed something, destroyed all of that person's stuff, which is kind of crazy. So you lost everything. Both of those obviously problematic bugs were not intended to be used that way. Uh, They were that way for the better part of two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Wizards did get those fixed, posted an announcement, that those were fixed in the most recent update and that people who exploited those would face justice. What what, did I send a Batman to your crib? (laughs) That's, That's literally what it said. It said they would face justice. I'm like, bro, one. Okay. First off, please in the future, write all of these different reports with sensationalism. Love it. Right. Like like, be as over the top as you want, because reading that people are going to face justice is fantastic. I don't even know what it means, but it sounds so epic. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I'm in. But the other thing is, we don't know what that means for real. Like that could be you get booted from the platform. It could be you get suspended for three months. Maybe whatever reward you earned get taken. I would back. hope it
0: wouldn't be the thing, like because again,
1: it's it's their card glitch, right? You didn't hack anything. Sure, but but I I would say this. I think the first time or two it happens, you kind of go like, "Whoa, that was weird." Was that a thing or whatever, right? And then you do it again. And you're like, "Okay, hold up, right?" This obviously isn't a thing that's supposed to be that way. But if you were purposely doing, like, you were entering events and doing it which i did hear that somebody got their last two losses in an event because they faced two people that were exploiting stuff. And again, with money on the table like how I get you but but i'm just saying i feel like you know better if that's in the thing. Like you you made a decision, but you,
0: i mean i don't feel like i'm responsible for Arena's cars not working properly. I'm
1: i'm just saying you you made a decision though. You you knew the risk. Like, you knew it wasn't right, so whatever. Like, And I'm with you, though. I get it. It's there. You're going to try to use it. People are going to view it that way. Totally understand. And how do you even prove somebody, how do you know this isn't the first time they've run these cards? How how do you Uh, prove otherwise? They would be able to look at the account. Okay. Yeah, because they can see all the history, so that wouldn't surprise me. Like, they could just go back and say, okay, let's look at the last, like, 100 games 45 games whatever sample size they want to use and see if they see the person using it but if you're registering like and i would and again i think they're going to have some rationale of like if you did it a couple of times they're probably not going to care but again if you're that person that registered two three events and you were doing that a couple of times per event you knew better you know what i mean like you knew and I'd almost guarantee you're going to be able to track it back because when people play against different things like that or those type of errors happen, people do submit a report to Wizards and they usually have some type of uh, reimbursement or backing. So like if you paid 500 gems to play the event, they'll reimburse your 500 gems, right? So with those being on the record, they're going to be able to go back and even see who their opponents were. So they even have a shortcut to find a lot of the games. So yeah, so these these people are going to be picked off. I just We just don't know what it is. I don't know if we're even going to find out because I'd assume unless one of the crooked people decides to make a big thing about it on social media, we probably won't know. But, man, I'd kind of be curious because I want to know what justice means in terms of. Oh, I definitely want to know
0: what what <laughs> justice looks like this is a weird thing to even say in terms of.
1: Isn't that, that what awesome, though, looks like. that they'll face justice? I'm just like, that's so good. Like, please use that language more often. I am in favor. Sensational language in like arena updates wild. or any game updates is fantastic, but let's talk about uh, another game not doing so well. So this was tough, Brian, because you were a champion for multi versus.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's definitely
1: a very fun game.
0: Basically, you know, kind of you call it Warner Brothers Smash Bros. and We found out uh, this week that apparently it's it's technically still an open beta, even though it's been out for almost a year at this point. But, you know, that's how they do stuff. They're going to close the open beta until some as of yet undetermined time in 2024. Oh, and by the way, if you bought anything during this beta, no refunds.
1: That ain't coming back.
0: Yeah, for those that don't know the history, it dropped about, about almost around this time, like maybe I want to say June, July-ish, and I think they're saying it's, it's going to shut down 90 days. So yeah, it'll be a, it'll have been around for about a year at that point, and uh, just kind of it hadn't had any meaningful update since about November. There's been almost there's been a couple of you know tweets, and but for the most part, it's really been radio silence since November which for a free-to-play game, I mean, let's be honest, you, you can't do that. <laughs> it's yeah. free. You got to do something to keep people's attention. So it's lost uh, on Steam, at least, because they're able to track Steam numbers better than console. It's lost 99% of the player base. On, I think the last time I looked, there were 600 active players on Steam. <laughs> for a game where you had to pay for the license for, you know, Superman, Batman, Rick and Morty, etc. That's bad. <laughs> that's real bad. <laughs> that's tough, dude. You don't even have a thousand players. Yeah, and again, that that is just steam because you know it's not easy. It's easy to get
1: console stats, but but still, let's say that's that's ten thousand players. Yeah, that's, that's still not very many. Again, for on a Adam worldwide Rose, scale.
0: Yeah, for being you know Batman versus Superman and so on. Again, really well done game. It's just they went very quiet. Kind of radio sounds with the updates and. The last character we got was again yeah, in November. That's Marvin the Mars, which really, by the way, is a fun character. He's got his uh explosive space modulator and all that. So he can actually he can push a button and turn projectiles around in mid-air. So it's a very fun character, definitely a unique mechanic. And yeah, he was fun, but that's that kind of the last mm-hmm. thing we got for multiverses. So yeah, play when you don't, you know, especially for a free-to-play game when you don't. Feed the base. People move on. And sadly, as I mentioned uh, I guess maybe three or four podcasts ago uh, Rumbleverse and Multiverses were two of the nominees for the uh fighting game of the year at a, a recent awards show and it's looking like neither one of them is going to make it to, to 2024. Well, Rumbleverse is obviously dead. They, they said they're going to try to bring it back, but
1: they, like, how, I don't even remember the, le- even games that are getting shut down don't lose 99% of their base in the first, like, nine, ten months. Yeah. That's Again, crazy. especially
0: with the Warner Brothers life, where you'd figure, like, it's what people have wanted, you know, Warner Brothers, Smash Bros, come on, that's, you know.
1: Yeah. God, that's, that's, who
0: I'm gonna guess there's more people in that playing, for example, Injustice, or, you know, Mortal Kombat. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Ten.
0: It's just... By any stretch of the imagination, that's a No, you probably got film. more than
1: people playing a Call of Duty from three years ago. Right? Like, that's, that's tough. So, just you know,
0: as you said, I've been – because, again, the, the game itself is fun. But free-to-play, you got to, you know, keep feeding your player base. And I know I'm not optimistic that it's coming back because we've seen Warner Brothers doing a lot of cutting bait <laughs> – a lot of smashing and grabbing and looking back girl all the numerous tv shows and movies are either canceling or pulling from hbo max that's just with all the things we've seen Warner bros do over the past year i can't imagine with any confidence this game comes back It looks consider like a situation where they might end up cutting whatever financial losses they've had and I absolutely 1,000% hope I'm wrong,
1: but I am not optimistic about this. No, I'm with you. I think the only chance, and this is a far outside chance, would be if they got with Gunn on the new direction of Warner Brothers DC stuff and you made sure you rebranded some of those, got some of those characters into the game. The game gets rebranded, and maybe you could do something first, second quarter next year, but... I mean, you're also having to try to win all those people back that have already played it and left. Like, I don't know, man. They might just be doomed already. Yeah. I mean, when somebody that's just, uh, that's already moved on to something else, how do you get that player back? Yeah. That's, I mean, unless you want to go crazy, like find every Warner Brothers movie and just bring every major character in, you know, or TV show or whatever, that might be your only out. I mean,
0: I'm assuming, you know, that's always been the plan to have some representation from almost every other Warner every major Warner Brothers franchise which part of the problem with that <laughs> is get g- g- open open the can of worms you know it open. I would say the probably the, the biggest Warner Brothers franchise that isn't currently in the game is Harry Potter but that brings on a whole mm-hmm. other set of mm-hmm. problems you
1: ain't mm-mm. you ain't gonna do that right now uh, well I, the sad thing is you know, Hogwarts mean, Legacy sold really well so that being said though like I would have to go check the numbers on that because I saw like you know release week or whatever had all the hype people talk about but I've not even seen a mention anywhere in a couple weeks now so I, I don't know how hot that even still is but I don't like is there something like I, I mean it's probably not but I mean like a movie like the Goonies or something that like you could get a character like Chunk in there. <laughs> like, I
0: mean, like. But I mean, but would know. that really move? Because uh, I saw some people mention that they did put uh Stripe and Gizmo from Gremlins, which
1: I love. That's kind of cool, actually.
0: But uh somebody a you know, much younger than me mentioned, I literally don't know who either of these characters are. And like, yeah.
1: That's kind of sad. But point. I feel you. I feel you. But like, I don't know. Maybe and there's like an ET level license or something. Everybody knows who that is. You know, like yeah, I don't. Know. And they're sadly for them. Their
0: last big, you know, movie Warner Brothers character was Black Adam, and it's not developer's fault. But yeah, that movie's a dumpster fire. Yeah, that franchise probably yeah. may have killed the DC cinematic universe So through no fault of player first games. Black Adam just uh, <laughs> came out and set us up the bomb. Unfortunately, you know, really,
1: this is a, just an unfortunate part. I think for anybody who had. Warner Brothers slash DC licenses because I would venture to guess the next five years are going to be exponentially better than the previous five. Yeah. With the new direction they have and tying every property in and having like the actual real life actors do voices for the animated series and you know talking about lining stuff up with the books better and like there's just going to be more cohesiveness to keep people going from product to product and that's going to make a big difference yeah. you know so yeah, it, it might just be bad timing for them, unfortunately.
0: But I mean, we have seen games like I think uh, Destiny's uh, uh, Destiny Two had kind of middling reviews at launch. They've turned it around, so I mean, it's it's possible. <laughs> I again, I'm not sure I trust Warner Brothers to write that check at this time. Well yeah, time but dude, there.
1: let's be honest. Destiny 2 didn't lose 99% of its user base on a platform no, either. No, like that's an unheard it's... of number. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's rough. Like I mean on any platform, you're down to under four digits on users? Yeah. Like, with yeah, you're in Superman,
0: Batman, you know, Rick and Morty. Yeah, those those, those some, the some of the most popular
1: pop- licenses in the industry. Exactly. Like, some of the most popular, recognizable, iconic characters in entertainment, period. Yeah. And like, that doesn't draw something's wrong. Something's wrong.
0: Another case of, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> Warner Brothers just can't get right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just- all right, let's 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 have, and this is one, we knew this question was coming, and this one's one that I know some people might have a problem with or whatever, but I think it's worth worth discussing though. Is there a franchise or a movie or story or whatever that doesn't have a prominent black character that you would like to see one in? Because I don't know if I have one. But, man, I feel like there has to be something, though, you know? Cause, but I think this is a tough part for me. I think because... Now, it's definitely changed. I feel like if you've grown up in the last... I mean, if you were a teenager sometime in the last, like, two centuries. <laughs> I mean, two decades. Like, you probably don't have the same issue because there's been more representation and stuff but i feel like having grown up where there just wasn't i and man this feels gross saying but you kind of just accepted it right sad but kind of yeah you kind of just got used to like oh this is just going to be one of those things with no black people in it or whatever and you didn't you you kind of had the thought and that was it and you didn't really think much of it because like there's a lot of like we've talked about it before sci-fi and fantasy stuff as a whole where there's not black characters for entire series and books and whatever. Or if they are, they're literally like the smallest of bit part characters. Right. Yeah. So I didn't really think about that. Truthfully. If anything, I don't know if I have for me personally, I don't know if there's a particular one, but I would like to see more where a good example for me was how they handled miles Morales. Yeah, definitely. Right, where cuz as much as cuz don't get me wrong, I think the Black Panther was awesome. Enjoyed both movies. But it was still about the black characters being African affected. It's not Africa, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like it's it's about them being African and indigenous or whatever. Or you get the characters like Luke Cage that it's about protecting the Inner City or whatever, right? Whereas Miles Morales was just like you know, he's got both his parents, his dad's a cop, you know, he's just trying to do right by people, right? He and does it, not have a hip hoppy walk. He yeah, not, exactly. He does not have a hip hoppy walk, right? Yeah, but that's exactly it, right? He's just a kid, like just a character that you can relate to. Multiple people could probably relate to him, yeah. right? It's not even like his skin color is different, but he's just a character that also happens to be black. Right. And don't get me wrong, I think we do need to sometimes tell the stories of the plight of minorities in the inner city or whatever. I do think that's still relevant for storytelling, but that shouldn't be the only story you get to see the black characters in. Right. It should be like we're saying, like he we got to see his dad as a police officer and trying to raise his kid right. And he's trying to go to school and do all these things. And, you know, cool. That's relatable. We can get behind that. Right. That's somebody even your kids could look up to or whatever, regardless of what your background is. And that's a character you can like raise up and promote and whatever. And that's cool. And even Luke Cage is a great character. But everything about that series was, oh, well, there's possible drugs and there's crime and there's the gangs and there's this. and It's just like, OK, cool, we get it. But what else? Oh, even in the series, I think they started out with him getting out of a prison. You know what I mean? Like, we, we went that far with the characters. So, just like... But, I mean, that is Luke Cage. I understand. It you know, stuck to the, the, the comic book origins, pretty much. Totally. But, again, that's how a lot of black characters were written. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that's my only request. is just, like, give me characters that have more diversified backgrounds, more normal things that more people can relate to, and... Don't make it, for lack of a better term, you know, don't make it so urban, as people like to say. Yeah. And just let it be a thing, you know, just happens to be black. You know, because we we talk about it, right? Like, we've both been in those social circles or situations where, like, you're the only black person, so people assume a lot of things. And you're like, bro, right. I'm just here to play cards like you are. Right? like I was here to say, damn, and that was whack. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I don't know what you're assuming is going to happen here, but like, but hell, I've also been the guy, and I've told the story before, where somebody waited forever to come talk to me because I'm the one in this whole ass Grand Prix that's going to know where to go get the weed locally. Right? Like, eh, that should not be the assumption people carry. And I'm assuming this person had never dealt with black people or just assumed, like, oh, I need to get something illegal. I know who I'm going to ask. Right? right. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. But like... And be honest, any of y'all that know me, hell, you're looking at me if you're watching me on YouTube, like, I don't look like the dude that knows where the weed spot is. He does not. (laughs) Now, I will admit, there have been times in some situations previous of my life, I did know who the person was, though, that would be able to tell you. But now I live in a place where it's legal anyway, and I don't even use it, so it is what it is. But, yeah, I I just think that that's the biggest issue for me. I don't know know about you. Is there something, like, that you've watched or seen that you thought would be cool to have some lead black characters in?
0: I, I, the one that jumps out just immediately for me was, was Friends. You know, where they just—it's like they, and, and I'll say Friends and Seinfeld's guilty of this too. They both walked around in New York that just didn't appear to have any people of color in it, bro. For the most like part. for real, one of the most culturally diverse cities in the world,
1: unless you were hanging out with Jerry Seinfeld or Chandler Bing. You know, it's just, dude, I remember, and it took me for, cause I probably, cause I didn't watch like friends religiously. I saw maybe a couple of episodes per season, but I remember one day sitting around my friends and I'm like, isn't the show based in New York? And they're like, yeah, why do you ask? And I'm like, how are there no people of color? Like, I mean, cause in New York's one of those cities you, I mean, you can't look a single direction without seeing somebody of some different background. So it's weird that they literally, like, walking the streets, they're going shopping, they're hanging out at, like, a coffee shop, whatever, and there's none. I'm like, how is that even possible? And comparatively, uh, what's, what's the, the hospital show? Grey's Anatomy. Right? It's based, supposedly based in, like, the Seattle Pacific Northwest, whatever area. And if you watch that show, there is a good representation of people. Especially the Northwest, because there's a reasonably large, like, Asian population of multiple different backgrounds. But that shows up in the show. Like, you have a whole cast. Shonda
0: Rhimes, lo and behold.
1: Yeah. You you have a whole cast of people from different backgrounds. I'm like, this makes sense, right? You told me it's in a place, and the people in the place look like they should. (laughs) Right? Like, if you told me it was in, like, I don't know, like indiana or something i'd be like yeah all right maybe there's a bunch of white folks hanging out at these yeah. spots or whatever but like you can't tell me that in a major like metropolitan area so i'm with you there like when shows have that level of popularity and they're based in a major city yeah it just you just need to showcase the diversity in the backgrounds or whatever because that's part of what makes those cities great Right?
0: You know, that you get to go. they did eventually put Aisha Tyler on there. By that point, like, I just didn't watch Friends. It just wasn't a part of my regular thing. Even, it's not like they made her a main character. I think she was on there as a romantic interest for, you know, a couple of the characters. And then just, uh, but maybe had she become a regular member of the cast? Because I do love Aisha Tyler. She is funny and awesome. But yeah. No, that's a good call out, dude. Because uh, that's, that's once you, good... you know, I think once you, well, during that same time period, back in the 90s, they took a survey of the top 10 favorite TV shows for black people and for white people. And the only show that made both lists was The Simpsons.
1: Oh, interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. But Simpsons was damn popular though. Right? <laughs> like so doesn't surprise me, but I'm not and sure And it's I like you know, the that. way they're drawn, like what is a simpsons background? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> just... Yeah, like you assume it's white, but like yeah. you know. So yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, all right, dude. Want everybody where they can find you on social media and we'll wrap this up.
0: All right, I am Brian Sonic on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Our family channel on YouTube
1: is Alan's Ever After. And you can find me just about everywhere at PowerDragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N, on most social platforms. But as always, wherever you are listening or watching, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please remember to take care of yourselves and your family, and remember to be awesome, and most importantly, be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate under patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you wanna follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at colorofmtg. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.